Hi, everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today we are joined by Mike Luigi, a friend of ours from Belgium, who has known my dad for a very long time. And he is going to give us some photography tips um, on how to take good pictures while you're cruising, what kind of equipment you need, and what to photograph, what time of day to photograph. Um, this podcast is going out on both Avid Cruiser and River Cruise Advisor, so I am going to skip over our cruise news this week, but just know that you can always keep up to date on the newest cruise news on our websites, on our blogs, over at Avid Cruiser and River Cruise Advisor. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. Okay, everyone. So hi, I am joined by Mike Luigi today, um, all the way from Belgium. You are a good friend of my dad's. In fact, Mike, one of your pictures can be seen on the front page of our website over at Avid Cruiser. Um, But you know, I'm so glad to talk to you and to have you here today. And um, I, I just would like to know a little bit about you and your travels before we get started. We're going to talk about some photography trips to uh, tips today, but just, you know, about uh, your experience traveling in the past. Okay, so where to start? I mean, I have uh, I am a freelance photographer and I started to travel on ships uh, 30 years ago. So it's a long time. So I have been traveling on to many places on many ships. So it's difficult to to get started. What do you want to hear? Um, So I know that you do a lot of expedition cruising, that you have a passion for expeditions. Why do you like expedition cruising so much? Well, it goes back to my my childhood. I was born in Ostend, which is a, a seaside resort in Belgium. So instead of playing soccer, I was rather sailing. So at the age from seven, I was uh, sailing on small sailing boats. And that was really my hobby. And um, with expedition cruises, I found that passion for uh, being on the water again. Because, you know, big ships, 5,000 passengers, the sea is not that important anymore. Sure. The, the ship is a destination. And I really love to travel to a destination by ship and to have that contact with the water. And that's what I like about expedition cruising. And it provides opportunity for great photos, I'm sure. Indeed. With indeed. all the nature. Um, what has been your favorite trip or what is one of your favorite destinations that you've ever been to? Well, I must say I was very lucky this year. I went to Antarctica again for the second time. And that's really, for me, the the most beautiful place on Earth. And I'm pretty sure that Ralph would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's such a unique destination. And as I said, just some of the photos, I'm sure, are so great. There's so much wildlife. And, you know, apart from wildlife, though, of course, there's an opportunity to take photos on any cruise that you take any trip and Mm -hmm. i really want to focus today on how we can apply what you know as a photographer and translate it to some of our readers because Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of people think that they need the best equipment or that they need um just various things to make 
photographs work well. And I, I wonder if you think that that's the case. So I guess I'll start by asking, you know, what kind of equipment does someone need in order to get good photographs, not professional photographs, but good photographs? Well, I could say that you need to have a, a DSLR camera or a mirrorless with uh, changeable lenses and so on and so on. But in fact, for me, it doesn't really matter which camera you have. The, the most important thing for me is to know the camera that you have. And even if it's, if it's only your smartphone, know what you can do with your phone. So the knowledge is more important for me than the technology. Do you use your smartphone for pictures? I do, of course, for professional work. I, I don't use it too much, but I always have my phone on me. And if I don't have my camera, I, I use my phone and I, I like to be creative with the phone. And it, you can make another kind of pictures with, with a phone, something that you can't do with a camera. It's, it's, it's a very peculiar thing, but you can really be creative in another way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just I think that you touched on something really important is just that it's always available. So maybe you don't have your camera, but you almost always have your phone with you. Exactly. But it's really important to know your phone. And, and to give an example, for the last two years, I, I was on a small cruise ship with Belgian passengers and I, I gave workshops photography. And the first year I gave a workshop really explaining about uh, shutter and ISO and, and lenses and so on. And it was way too complicated. And then I changed my workshops into a workshop about uh, phone photography. And then I discovered that most people have very good phones, but they don't know what, how to use them or they don't know the features that are available on, on a phone. And really, it's amazing what you can do with a good smartphone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just switched over to the newest iPhone and, and not to say that that camera is the best one, because I know that you have a lot of new Huawei phones and Samsung that's cameras and Google that may even surpass what's on the iPhone, depending on, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's just amazing what these small cameras can do It is and it how is. portable they are. Yeah, it is amazing. And so... If you're talking about, you know, kind of getting to know the phone and making sure, I know that you can't go too far into this because this is not a workshop, but what are some of those tips that you would give for people who are taking photography with a smartphone as far as like knowing how to use it? How do they learn how to use it? Well, I think the most important thing is to learn to see uh, things and to 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 frame things to crop things to I mean the world is chaos and and the photographer needs to to clean up the chaos that's how I see the things it's really there's a lot of things outside and and a good composition is really a, a clean version of the world outside yeah absolutely so then that kind of leads into this other question that I wanted to ask which is what kind of things should you look for when you're going to take a photo? Well, try to find things that uh, that make up good compositions. 
uh, nice light conditions. Um, like yeah, I always tell people, it's good to, to wake up early to see the, the, the start of the day because then you have very nice light conditions. And yeah, really always focus on, on, on things around you and, and try to find the, the beauty in the world around you. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of an important distinction to make as well, that like, look for what you want to photograph and not maybe what others are photographing. Or I know that Ralph and I for sure have a different style of taking pictures. He likes to photograph a lot of people. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I don't because it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like to ask people if I can take their picture. So I look for objects, buildings, you know, things like that. And so, you know, while everyone might be turned around taking a picture of this thing that's so great, you could turn around and find something else. Yeah, same for me. I'm not also I'm also not so much a people photographer. I'm more like, yeah, ships and landscapes and, and these things and uh, but people is indeed more difficult for me. But I know that Ralph is more a people photographer. Yeah. But uh, I mean, everything tells a story. So I think that that's part of the beauty of it is that, you know, that narrative kind of aligns with with what you choose to take pictures of. And what you see is also that a lot of people develop their own style very quickly. Mm-hmm. As soon as you decide to to do a bit more with photography, you just see that everybody develops a, a certain style. And especially on Instagram, you can see when you go to the portfolios of people, you, you can really see, okay, that's a picture from this person. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true because like one thing that people always notice about my Instagram is that all of my photos have like a blue undertone because I put, mm-hmm. I you know, I make them a little bit blue and that's just something that i like i think it looks nice and i can look at someone else's pictures that are different and appreciate what theirs look like but it is it's just photography is something that i think a lot of people learn and feel like they have to catch up with someone else or do the same thing as this person because their photos are so good whereas like it is more about developing your own style and kind of encapsulating that in the photograph Indeed. I also believe that photography uh, is some kind of a language. It's like learning uh, another language. It's a visual language, but it's a very important one nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's going to become more and more important. And you can see with young people, thanks to, to the smartphone and Instagram, you can really see that uh, this, the development of this visual language becomes more and more important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think... You're, you know, we talk about Instagram, but even like I was on Ama Waterways doing a river cruise a few, uh, about, you know, two months ago, a month or two ago. And they have this app where you can put photos together and send them out to your family members. And so Mm -hmm. even for these people who didn't have Instagram, it was kind of like this time capsule of their trip. And who can tell you what to put in your scrapbook other than yourself? Yeah, that's true. I never heard about that uh, application. It's interesting. Yeah. So they just, Alma just launched it. But I mean, I just thought it was such a cool thing to be able to compile all these pictures and send them out to, you know, your mailing list or whatever. I I just thought it was neat. Um, So you said, you know, some of your favorite things to photograph, ships, landscapes, things like that. Is there a reason for that? 
Well, not really. It's just a feeling that this is something that makes me happy. And like, yeah, I, I love the sea. I also love mountains. I love the combination of ships, sea and mountains like Antarctica is, of course, the best example, but also the Norwegian coast or uh-huh. Alaska or that kind of, of coastlines where you make compositions with uh, ships sailing along these beautiful uh, landscapes. Yeah, because you have the ship, which is usually pretty sleek, and then the water, which is calm, and then those like rugged mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love those too. And what I really like to translate in my photography is the feeling that you get when you travel by ship. I mean, when you when you land, even if you go to the other side of the world, if you land by by plane on an airport, it's never the same as arriving by ship uh, at a destination. Yeah. And I wanted to, to to translate that feeling of traveling by ship to any place in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right because when you land by plane, you're just kind of everything looks the same no matter where you are. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, maybe when you get off the plane, but you even when you get off the plane, you might you're going to have to find a car and, you know, do all of that. Get your luggage and take all of this time. But when you are on a ship, you're just brought straight into mm-hmm, into the destination, which is super it's one of my favorite parts about traveling by ship as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are the hardest and easiest objects for beginning photographers to capture? I would say we already talked about that we don't like it. You and me <laughs> is taking pictures of people. I mean, it can be fantastic, but it's it's more difficult than anything else. I, I believe um, the light should be good. You, you should be able to put the the other person at ease and yeah, to feel to make him feel comfortable. It's it's a whole process, and some people are very good at that, and others aren't. So yeah, that that's uh, that's I would say a difficult thing to do. What about animals? Do you think? Because I know, well, I see all these pictures that are taken of the penguins, and you know, mm. speak, just speaking back to Antarctica, and it seems like that would be hard because of the movement. Yeah, well, penguins are rather easy, I would say. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty. <laughs> yeah, they, so they come very close to your camera. If you just sit down and if if you wait, uh, they just come to you, and you can, even without telephoto lens, you can make really good pictures of penguins. Uh, other animals like eagles or albatrosses or wherever you are, it's always difficult to 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 make good pictures of of birds of of uh, animals that move quickly that that's really more more difficult yeah well i just think about these we talked about alaska a little bit and these people who have taken pictures like oh of the whales and you just see the very back of their like the end of their tail going into the water actually i have one picture where you have a zodiac with like 10 passengers and they are all looking to the left and actually on the on the right side you see the whale so nobody knows. I was on another one, so it was really hilarious to see that everybody was watching the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. It's like we, I just was talking about. You know, if you turn around, sometimes you might find something that other people might not see. That's true. True. But I, I want to ask you too because I am having personal frustrations with photography. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, take my iPhone, 
And having just stepped into this position at Avid Cruiser and River Cruise Advisor and doing these trips, sometimes I feel because Ralph is a pretty good photographer that my work is so obsolete. It's bad. And I feel like I'll go on these trips and take, you know, 500 pictures and maybe get like four that I want to use. Uh, but that that's not really so important. I mean, if you really are happy with uh, like one percent, it doesn't matter. It makes you happy and you have good pictures and you just have to continue to exercise and to make pictures and, and especially having fun to make these pictures. That's so important. You have to love it. To Nobody forces you to make pictures. But if you decide for yourself, OK, I want to improve my style, then just continue to make pictures and you will see uh, year by year that you will have better pictures. Yeah. And I mean, I think that part of it is, like you said, just kind of keep practicing and making sure that even if it is 1%, you know, take a lot of pictures and then that 1% is mm -hmm. a significant amount. But then I have the question for like, and I don't feel this way because I'm pretty good about tucking my camera away. But when you're traveling with people and they just have their cameras out consistently and it feels like they're not really taking in anything around them because they are so set on photographing this and this and they're doing an entire tour through a lens mm. that's that's a very good point and a very important point and i know that on some expedition ships the expedition leader uh warns gives a warning about that at the beginning of the cruise like they say okay first watch the scenery first enjoy open your eyes take everything into your mind and later on you can take pictures but you know so sometimes i have seen uh passengers that are like uh uh, military <laughs> soldiers who, who do a landing and they start to shoot right away as soon as they they hit the the the, the, the beach mm -hmm. no just like go on the beach and and wait a moment and absorb what you see and then you can later on start to take pictures yeah i mean how are you going to photograph if you don't know what's around exactly if you yeah. just start snapping and you have some kind a small group of people if their photos are not good, their crews will not be good. I mean, they, they need to have good pictures in order to enjoy the cruise, which is totally stupid. I mean, you have to enjoy what you are seeing. The seeing is the first thing photography comes uh, in the second place. Yeah. And I think that I kind of always, when I was traveling as a child, because I was traveling with my dad who was taking pictures, I was able to kind of sit back and just watch everything because I knew that he had those memories there. And oftentimes I would say to myself like, oh, I really wish I had a picture of this, but I mm -hmm. would never say, you know what I really want to do? Go back and look at these pictures. I mean, there are those certain moments that are best captured through a photo, but I think you're right. Like, and I guess I said this too, that like really I have done a lot of tours where I just don't take pictures at all. Mm -hmm. And Good. I find that on those, I have some of the best times because mm. I'm not feeling tied down to anything. But at the same time, I do recognize that, like, I am in a place of privilege that I'm going to be able to do trips multiple times and I travel for work. And a lot of people who are doing a river cruise and it's their first time in an area and 
they, you know, might only be doing this trip once, really right. want to take all the pictures and capture every single memory that they can. Mm. And also something important, in March, I did an expedition cruise of five days to Patagonia with a small uh, ship and, and there was no Wi-Fi on board. And at the beginning, everybody was like shocked. Come on, are we going to be away from the world for five days? But it was intentionally from the company. They really said, OK, you have to enjoy the scenery it's beautiful and we don't want you to share it all the time stay away from your from the internet don't be on social media all the time just enjoy take pictures and later on when you are back home then you can share because you you often see people that like want to share something immediately and then they are like hours and hours on their phones which is it's they really it is true it's like it kind of sucks you in a little bit yeah. so but i i want to ask then because i it seems like we kind of agree at this point that like you should be looking at the world around you and then taking pictures if you have time if that comes next but how do you kind of balance those two things you as a photographer who kind of has to go out and take pictures of certain things how do you balance that kind of wanting to see and then being able to photograph at the same time for me it's of course different because uh, it's my income my income depends on good photography mm -hmm. but still i always take some what i call my philosophical philosophical moments like just watching uh, being very mindful and, and looking at what I see and, and being grateful for what I see. It's really some kind of, uh, it's only one minute perhaps or two minutes, but, and then I start to shoot, but I really have that mindful moment. It's very important for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Kind of just taking a second to take it all in. Mm -hmm. What other tips do you have for our listeners, if any? Um, what other tips? I, I think the the moment of photography, that's also something very important. Uh, let's say 20, 30 years ago, they said in the in the, book, the school books of photography, don't shoot around noon or in the early afternoon when the sun is high. I would rather turn it around and, and say, uh, wake up early and see the start of the day because then the light can be so beautiful mm -hmm. or if you are on a ship in the evening uh, very often i see the most dramatic skies the most beautiful light when people are dining mm -hmm. and they sit in the restaurant and then uh, on 100 passengers there is one who has sunshine in the eyes and then they close the curtains which is always a pity because you are having the most beautiful lights, conditions, yes. sunset, and then the, they close the curtains, which is frustrating. But like I would say, just drop your uh, <laughs> drop uh, everything and leave the table and go outside for five minutes and go back in again. I mean, especially on expedition ships, they they don't care about it. They they understand that you want to go out and that you want to see the nature and the, the beautiful light conditions. Yeah. And I mean, that is a great piece of advice. I was on, when I was on Ama Waterways, I got this incredible picture of two of the ships next to each other, both Ama ships, with the this beautiful sunset in the background. Mm. And I was so proud of that picture because I honestly felt like 
we talked about, you know, it was that first picture that really kind of encapsulated this moment and gave <laughs> and provoked this sense of feeling. And then throughout that trip, because I started off that way, I was more eager to go and take photos. But I think that you're right that sometimes you have to look at what may be unconventional where I was looking at the front of the ship taking pictures because the sun was really pretty. And I said, well, what if I just went to the back and tried to get the the sunset? And I didn't think that it was going to work. I thought that it was going to be too bright, but it came out really, really well. So it kind of goes back to that sense of experimenting as well and practicing. What what I also think is important, and I I do it myself uh, almost always, is like preparing, I would say, photography navigation. I would call it photography navigation, and I will explain. So if you are on a ship, you you don't just be on the ship. Understand, you have to understand where the ship is going to sail to, mm-hmm. and, and talk with the officers or with the captain or with the uh, the cruise director. But if you understand the navigation, you also are aware of photographic opportunities. And these people on board, they know where you are going. And, and for instance, in Antarctica, I remember we were going through the Le Maire, Le Maire Channel, which is one of the most beautiful spots in the Antarctic. But it was at six o'clock in the morning, so a lot of people didn't uh, didn't know that because they were not so much interested, and so they forgot to wake up early. So we passed uh, the Le Maire Channel in the early days of the morning, uh, early hours of the morning, and and a lot of people were still asleep, so they missed the most beautiful part of the ten-day cruise. Mm-hmm. Which is a, so, but if they inform, if they, because the, the cruise director, the, the expedition leader, they do tell these things, but you have to listen, you have to be aware of these things, and then you can really make great pictures because because you you know something will happen. Yeah, you kind of have that that opportunity to plan mm-hmm. ahead a little bit. And it's the same on the river cruises. I mean, if you know. For instance, if you are like in Europe on the on the River Rhine, I mean, if you if you are going to pass a castle, well, that can can give a very good opportunity. But you need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes you're just sitting up there on the top of the ship, just looking around, like, where am I? What is any of this? And then by the time yeah. you realize it, there's been a castle on the left that's already passed. Yeah. But you see, I mean, we we are talking, uh, we are not talking at all about technology, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. We are talking about emotion, about preparation, about being aware, being mindful. So it's nothing about technology. It's really about all these things are for me very important for good photography. And then and then all the equipment and everything comes second. Exactly. Fair enough. Well, anything else that you'd like to add? No, not really, no. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week, as always, and I will see you next time. Bye. (laughs) 